Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Probably True. Stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. Hello and welcome to the next instalment of the Love Languages mini-series, sponsored by Bollocks. I knew there was something I've got to do. Fuck's sake. Anyway, after Acts of Service and Touch, we're looking at Words of Affirmation. This one is a bit complicated and technical, but bear with me through all the jargon. If you tell people how you feel about them, it will help them to know how you feel about them. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Oh, okay, fine. This one is a little more difficult than it seems for a lot of people because quite often, especially if we're not great at saying things like this, it becomes a kind of thing that we don't say, but we're all just supposed to know somehow. Which is a bit of a pain because humans can't read minds. I know this to be true because I would get beaten up a lot more and I'd have been banned from every gym, swimming pool and adventure playground in the world. And I think this one is extra difficult as a northerner for some reason, probably something impressively toxic and masculine, or maybe just because life were hard in north. People weren't that effusive or enthusiastic when we were growing up, and rarely shared feelings in any kind of extreme way. Apart from a clip round log hole, I suppose. I remember being at school, and whenever like family members would come and see me in the school play or whatever, the highest possible praise you could get from someone would be, Aye, we're all right, that. That might just be the normal reaction to my acting talent, but it seems unlikely. I mean, I shattered the fuck out of a Midsummer Night's Dream. I'm often uncomfortable when I'm around your Americans who love to react loudly, and often. If you watch an exciting film with a bunch of Americans, they'll get into it, and they'll be all gasping and cheering, and then when their hero saves the day, they'll be, like, running up to the screen to high-five it and firing their guns into the air, and actually, maybe that was just Yosemite Sam, but you get what I'm on about. All that malarkey. And we just don't get into things in the same way over here because that would be the worst possible British sin, causing a fuss. Even the godless heathens who put milk in the cup before taking the tea bag out, subhuman scum, would never want to cause a fuss. Although things are slowly changing, I suppose. I remember being up north when Jurassic World came out, and we sat and watched it in respectful silence, as is the right and proper English way to watch a film, and at the end, Spoiler warning, in case you've not seen it yet. When the T-Rex appeared and kicked the crap out of the baddie dinosaur, I heard someone behind me say really quietly, Have that, you great green bastard. Anyway, I feel like I've gone off track a bit. What was I about? Oh yeah, uh, saying nice things to people. As I mentioned earlier, this wasn't a big one when I was growing up. If you said nice things to straight people, they assumed you wanted something, or you were trying to shag them. And annoyingly, if you said nice things to the queers, they also thought you wanted something or were trying to shag them. And often both were true, but 
you, you know, you might also just be trying to show your friends that you care about them. Turns out the 90s was a difficult time to have positive emotions towards anyone, including yourself. And the way we got around this back then was with insults. Because what could be more mature than insulting someone you enjoy spending time with? It's the equivalent of pulling the hair of the girls you had a crush on in the playground. And when I realised this, it was a bit of an eye-opener, to be honest. Why am I calling this person, who I like, a dickhead? Why am I mocking them, or finding the smallest thing to criticise in something they like, rather than celebrating them and all the effort they've put into it? Maybe I'm the dickhead. And it takes some unlearning, but saying nice things, like... I'm proud of you, and you are great company, are actually better for people to hear than shame about your face. Saying things you actually mean is also, weirdly, a good way to get in touch with your feelings a bit, terrifying as that is. Maybe that's just the particularly British thing again, but being judged and mocked for having emotions in your formative years can make you a little tiny bit repressed and not able to express yourself in any kind of way except murder and or sex. Either way, it can get a bit splattery. Whereas talking about things has very little splatter involved. Unless you're eating something at the same time, in which case, don't talk with your mouth full, you fucking caveman. But splatter notwithstanding... This one is going to feel really weird to start with because you're not used to it, and that very British, oh no, what if they take the piss, reflex kicks in. And so what? You're saying a thing that is true to someone you care about. If that's the kind of thing that gets the piss taken out of you, then maybe it's time to stop hanging out with people who are still living in the playground. Besides, we can't control other people's actions, only our own. And if we choose to say or do a nice thing for someone, then that's our choice. How they react is up to them. Don't just compliment people on the physical, obvious things like I like your hair, or that's bigger than I was expecting, or whatever. Find things they've done or things about them as a person to mention. More like, I really enjoy your company. It means a lot to me. If you've had a nice time hanging out with them, for example. Or, I was so impressed when you kicked that turf in the head, or whatever. It's hard to start with. Being emotionally honest with someone, I mean... Not kicking a turf in the head, that depends on how tall they are and if you ran towards them screaming and things like that. Anyway, it's awkward. It feels weird being that honest with someone. But weirdly, it starts to be a bit addictive. The more you do it, the more you'll want to do it because it it feels good to, to express your emotions and to say positive things to people and see them enjoy the compliments. If it makes you uncomfortable, then good. That's probably an indication that you're not doing it enough. And if you really don't want to say things out loud, then put it in a text or something and work up from there. As you start doing it, it gets easier, and you'll realise that you're doing it for more and more people that you care about, and in looking for things about them that you like and that you want to compliment them on, that's a gateway into finding new ways of appreciating your loved ones. And that's got to be a good thing, right? Maybe not. Maybe there's people out there who are just like, nope. I am aware enough of them, I love them a sufficient amount. Looking further is a waste of time and effort. I just made that guy up, but I can already see him in my head. (laughs) I'm going to blow your mind a little now, because all of what I've just talked about is only the first level of words of affirmation. We've scratched the surface, we've tickled a nipple and licked an earlobe, but let's slide our hand right up the thigh of this one and delve a little deeper, shall we? When offering words of affirmation to someone, reframe the sentence so that the other person, not you, 
are at the centre of it. For example, I find your upbeat attitude very inspiring is a nice enough compliment, but it's still as much, if not more, focused on you than the person you're talking about. This is my opinion about you that I wish to share with you, as I feel it would be relevant. And of course it is relevant. My opinion is always relevant. So instead, see if you can rephrase the sentence to take yourself out of it entirely. For example, your upbeat attitude is a real inspiration. And then it's just about them. And quite often, it presents your opinion as more of a fact. The sky is blue. We're all going to die. That thing you do with your tongue is incredible. Think about all those right-wing idiots who dress their opinions up as facts. It's the same thing. Except we're using our powers for good. So, not, I love your hot little ass," but rather, you have the hottest ass. And don't be afraid to throw in a few additional descriptive words too. So, pert and firm and... Or, I really like spending time with you. Could be, your company is a delight. Being around you is so very comforting. That way, the focus of the sentence is very much on the person you're affirming, rather than on you as the person doing the affirming. This doesn't work for everything, of course, because I missed you becomes something like, your absence was noted, which sounds more like an email from your boss, and you are loved. Sounds like an inspirational Instagram post more than, you know, a declaration of undying love for someone. So, use your judgement. The other side of this coin, of course, is learning how to take a compliment yourself, which can be hard. I've mentioned before that a lot of people, me included, have automatic, oh no, you're wrong, but thanks, kind of reflexes when it comes to compliments. Personally, I tend to deflect with a reply along the lines of, oh thanks, you should see the rest of me, wink, which is just using humour to deflect having to deal with a compliment, and also insinuating that the rest of me is also amazing or hilarious or whatever the original compliment was. And learning to take a compliment can be difficult at first. It can feel weird and really uncomfortable, but like everything else, you can do it. A friend of mine who does a lot of therapy started making it a conscious response when people gave him a compliment to say, thank you, that thing you said about me is true which might sound like a mouthful of wank, but is actually really good for helping you hear and accept the nice and also true things that others say about you. Think of it as stretching yourself a little, emotionally, by not arguing or deflecting the comment and instead just learning to accept it. So, to recap, say nice things to and about people you care for. Get creative, centre them rather than yourself, and, when it comes to receiving compliments, learn to take them. Start slow. Get past the discomfort and learn to take it. Take it nice and deep. Feel it stretching you as you take it. What? That was Probably True, the multi-award winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. This week's Patreon compliments go to Brian McMillan, who is such a gentleman he keeps a special towel next to the bed just for guests to use afterwards. And Emma, who, like the great and powerful Cher, needs only a mononym. You can get your own compliment by going to patreon.com forward slash probably true and signing up to support the show and me. I will be forever grateful. You'll get a lovely compliment like that. And at the moment, I'm sending out stickers to my Patreon subscribers. So if you are one, make sure that your address and details are up to date. And if you're not, well, go and be one. 
Are you tired of listening to the same playlists over and over again? Are you ready for something new? Discover the latest music from LGBTQIA musicians on Homo Ground. There's so much music ready for you to devour, like this song by Carl X. What are you waiting for? Visit homoground.com or search Homo Ground on your favorite podcast app. Same ground, different sound. You're on Homo Ground. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.